Good evening. It's 2020. We've been reminded of that probably every day in 2020 so far. It's a new year, it's a new all this, it's a new decade and everything else. And we hope you feel welcome in Living Hope tonight. We love that you're here. If you're invited by someone, you're really welcome. If you've been here before, you're really welcome. But we thank you for making this home. And hopefully if you're a visitor, you feel like it's home. Like you don't feel awkward. You don't feel that it's somewhere you couldn't see yourself staying. We hope everyone finds themselves at home here. But it's funny. I love the start of a new year. You compare sort of last year, the last two weeks of the last year, and the first two weeks of this year are complete polar opposites. The last two weeks of 2019, you probably were in your pajamas for most of it. You probably ate whatever you wanted. You didn't think about what you ate. You didn't care about how people seen you, and you just wanted to relax. You had your feet up, all that there. And then the first two weeks of the new year, it's just you have to think about everything. You're like, right, I'm going to budget this year. So you have to think about everything you spend, and you're going to think about everything you eat, and you have to think about everything, and your stress, and your, oh, that's crazy. And the sort of parallels between 2019, the end of every year, and the start of every year is so different. Do anyone set themselves... They call them New Year's resolutions or goals for the year. Does anyone still do that? Just a handful of people. Come on. I love at the start of every year to set some goals for myself for the year. Um, don't call them New Year's resolutions. Just call them a goal for the year. This is my goal for the year. So hopefully we've literally like three people set goals for themselves. Come on. It's 2020, new decade. Let's go. But... I want to share with you just quickly about um, what we're doing. Um, we've mentioned it twice today about the youth going on mission. Um, we have an amazing opportunity to go to Slovakia um, on a mission trip. Um, so there's about a group of nine of us going in August. And why are we going there? Um, there's a kids program. They've told us there's about 25 to 30 kids and their, kid and their parents are in prison. So that's who we're going to work with that week. Their parents are in prison. So we're going to work, there's a group of about 30 kids. So we'll be based from a church. We'll be doing their church services. We'll be running kids programs, delivering hampers, visiting families. And then we'll finish off by visiting Bratislava for some sightseeing. So we'll work hard all week and then we'll go to Bratislava um, at the end for the day just to chill out and relax. So hopefully you'll hear more about that as we get closer to that. Um, I know Michael Totten is going to pray for us on a Wednesday night at the Missions Prayer Meeting. So please pray for us. As Risa said, if you know those that are over 16 in our youth, you'll know that we'll need prayer. Um, we need to get them through an airport. That means they need to bring their passport. They need to pack lightly. They get through security. They can't mess about. They can't get arrested. They can't do anything like that. Um, so there's a lot to even think about before we get there. So please pray for us. Um, our new series is Broken, um, and I'm going to break it because I'm not doing Broken. Um, every so often when I come to preach in church, I like to tell you what we're preaching in youth because I don't want you to feel left out. I like to think that we make you feel young. Yeah? Yeah. We hope that we make you feel young. Okay, so when we tell you this is what's happening in youth, this is how amazing our youth is, this is what we're preaching on in youth. In youth, we work in series as well. So we preach um, series throughout the year. Turn to the person beside you and say, you don't look a day over 21.
There was a lot of laughing there. So obviously, you didn't believe yourself when you said that. If you're under 21, I apologize. But at the start of September, uh, I was preaching in church, and I said that our goal for the year wasn't to shy away from the fact that we are a youth off the shingle. Like, we want people to know that we are from the shingle, and we stay at the start of the year, we are the shingle, we are for the shingle, and we didn't want to hide away from that. So this series that we're on at the minute in youth has used a well-known phrase that a lot of our young people use, and it says, do you know who my dad is? Has anyone ever used that phrase, do you know who my dad is? So we didn't want to shy away from the fact that we're in the shangle. So we thought, you know what, we'll use their lingo. We'll use what they said. And young people use this all the time. And I used it in youth growing up because my dad was one of the leaders. So I was able to walk around and say, do you know who my dad is? Okay, I can get you thrown out. I can get the front of the queue for the pizza, all this here. So what does that mean? Sometimes young people talk a load of rubbish. So what does this actually mean? Do you know who my dad is? Basically, you're saying, I've got a great dad, and he's on my side, so you better watch out. Okay, so my dad's great. He's on my side, and you better watch out. So that got me thinking, what if we remembered how amazing our heavenly father is and that he's on our side? Like, imagine if we really caught on to that, that we have an amazing father in heaven, and he's on our side. He's in our corner. He's got our back. He is for us and not against us. So during youth in this series, that we're going to look at some names of God, some characteristics of who God is. We've looked at Abba, Father. We looked at Emmanuel. We're going on to continue it on Tuesday. But this is our third one tonight. And we're going to look at this. And it starts in Revelation 1, verse 8. And I thought at the start of the year, what better name or characteristic of God than Alpha and Omega. So this is what we read. This is our main verse. This is where we find it in the Bible. It says, Revelation 1, 8, it says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I'm the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. It also says in Revelation 22, 13, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for tonight. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you're faithful. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're for us. Thank you that you're in our corner. Thank you that you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that distractions are removed right now. Lord, that we hear what you want to say to us, that our ears and our hearts are open to what you want to say to us. Lord, we pray that we don't leave this place the same as we entered it tonight. Lord, bless us and keep us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. So we read here is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. What does that all mean? Why is it important to some, call someone the first and the last? Does he mean he's great because he's first, or he's not so great because he's last? What does this all mean? Let's start with Alpha and Omega. Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet, and Omega is the last letter. So basically, in today's lingo, it's our A to Z. It's our first letter and the last letter of our alphabet. And for Jewish rabbis at the time, it was common for them to use the first letter and the last letter of the alphabet to mean the whole of something. So if they were going to say the alpha and the omega of something, they meant all of it. Like if you were going to eat something, you ate the alpha and the omega of it. You ate everything. So one of the meanings of Jesus being the alpha and the omega is that he was at the beginning of all things 
and he'll be there at the close of all things. It's like saying he always existed and will always exist. He is found in the first verse of Genesis and the last verse of Revelation, and he is found throughout the entire Bible. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Hebrews 12, 2 tells us he is the author and finisher of our faith. The author is the writer. It's, they're there at the beginning. They have the idea. They're at the start. And he is the finisher of our faith. He is there at the end of it all. But you may not have felt it, but God was with you in 2019. He was there in the beginning, and he was there at the end, and he was there the whole way through. And I want you to know he is here with us tonight. He's with us at the start of 2020. He'll be with us at the end of 2020, regardless if we reach our New Year's goals or not. He'll be with us the whole way through. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And that's so much to comprehend. And I love how Scott, when we were in worship, just said, sometimes we put God in this box. That we, try, we can't comprehend God, so we just try and put him in this box. And we try and understand God. We try and understand different characteristics of God. We try and understand, but we can't put them in the box. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. What are, how can we even imagine that? He is there at the beginning. He's there at the end of all things. How can we imagine that? But tonight, because God is Alpha and Omega, it means three things for us. Firstly, he knows us. My favorite psalm is Psalm 139, and it perfectly describes how God is the Alpha and the Omega. And I didn't tell anyone I was preaching on this. Um, and the kids space, um, the volunteers at kids space, decided to pick a memory first to teach the kids tonight. And it's found in Psalm 139 as well. So this is a connection. We didn't plan on this, but we're learning about Psalm 139 tonight. And the kids are learning about Psalm 139 tonight. So if you have kids, ask them at the end, what first did you learn tonight? And then you can tell them what you learned tonight. Hopefully it's a lot. Um, but Psalm 139 perfectly describes God as the Alpha and Omega. It says this, You've searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. That's only the opening verses of Psalm 139. And even though we only read a few there, this is what God knows about us. He knows when we sit and when we rise. He knows all our ways. He knows every word that we'll say. And verse 5 in the Protestant translation says this, You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me. I love that. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me. Because he is Alpha and Omega, because he was there before us and goes before us, he knows everything about us. God knows you, and he still chose to love you. All your flaws, all your mistakes, all the things that you try to hide from everyone else, he knows all about us. Yet he chose to love us. Gives me confidence. He knows me better than I know myself. So I'm confident that God's plan for my life is better than anything I could ever ask, think, dream or imagine. Because he knows me so much better, he knows what I need. He knows what I want. And I'm confident in him that his plans for my life are better than any I can make. It says he knows the very numbers of hairs on your head. And I'm not going to make a joke. You already know if you're sitting in front of someone, you can already tell that some people 
don't have as much hair. You can count it if you want. But Psalm 139 goes on to describe how he knows us. It says this, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How fast is the sum of them. Tonight, God knows you. He knows you. Even before you were a thought, God knows you. He's seen you when you were being formed. He knew you before you were a thought. He knows you tonight. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Amazing. Before I formed you, I knew you. It says, How precious to me are your thoughts. How fast is the sum of them? God is mad about you. How fast is some of the thoughts that he has for you? He is nonstop thinking about you. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He knew you before you were born, and he knows you personally. So God is Alpha and Omega, which means he knows you, but it also means he's with you. Psalm 139 goes on to say this. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like day for darkness is as light to you. There is no hiding from God. He is with you. There's nowhere we can get away from him. And there's a well-known um, first, or there's a well-known story that we learn um, in Sunday school, and there's a character called Jonah, and he's well-known for trying to run away from God. So he had an assignment from God. God told him, there's a city called Nineveh. I want you to go. I want you to tell them about me. So pretty simple. Go that way. Go tell Nineveh about me. Easy peasy. But Jonah thought, right, I don't want to do that, so I'm going to hide from God. So he ran the other way, got on a boat, I thought he'd try to hide from God. But in the boat, there was a big storm and the sailors were throwing everything off board and Jonah spoke up and said, actually, I've not listened to God. I've tried to run away from him and that is why we're in this storm. So throw me over and it'll be okay. So finally they said, right, we'll throw you overboard. So as soon as they threw him overboard, it was calm. Jonah got swallowed by a big fish he sat there for, in the belly of the fish for three days. He prayed, he repented. The fish spat him out, and then he realized that he needed to go where God called him to. Because as we say, if we go to the heavens, he is there. If we make our bet in the depths, he is also there. There is nowhere we can get away from God. I don't know if you see that as a good thing or a bad thing, but God is with us. It's a good thing because we're confident that he is with us, he is for us. But then sometimes you're like, he'll oh, see me do this. Or he's seen me slip up. Or I'm trying to hide this part of my life from him, but he is there. So maybe you see that as a good thing. Maybe you see that as a bad thing. But God is with us. 
tells us this in Joshua 1.9. It says, be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God tells Isaiah in Isaiah 41.10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, he will never leave you or forsake you. And Jesus says in Matthew 28, 20, I am always with you to the end of the age. He is Alpha and Omega. He is there to the end of the age. Because God is Alpha and Omega, he means he knows us. He's with us. But lastly, he means he's got you. He has got you. The people of Israel were taken from their land and taken to Babylon. And we know the story of Daniel where he was one of the men that got taken from their land and taken to Babylon. They were waiting for God to deliver them. They were crying out, God, help us, save us, deliver us from these people. And God said this to his people in Isaiah 48, 12. It says, listen to me, O Jacob, Israel, whom I have called. I am the one and only, the first and the last. With my mighty hand, I laid the foundation of the earth. With the span of my right hand, I spread out the cosmos. And when I speak to them, they both stand at attention. He says this, I am the one and only, the first and the last. He's reminding his people, I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He's reminding his people, I've got you. I've got this all worked out. I have got you. Who is, how is it even possible to catch him off guard if he is there first? We can't beat him to it. We can't beat him to the first punch because he is already there. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Or who can outlast him if he is the last? If he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, how can anything or anyone outlast him? God is reminding his people, there is no one that can stop me. I have got this. There's no one that can stop me. And maybe you find yourself in a situation that's going on in your life, and you ask yourself, when is this going to end, God? It's been going on for a year. It's been going on for a month. It's been going on for too long. And you ask yourself, when is this going to end? God wants to remind you he is Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He was there before this situation arose. And he'll outlast this situation. And he is throughout the situation. He is with you. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So if that's you, if you're going through something, God was there before it happened. He'll be there after. It solves it all out because he's got you. He has got you. Be confident today that he is with you. He knows you and he's got you. He's got your situation all planned out. And tonight, he wants to be the alpha and the omega of your life. He wants to be the first and the last. When we have a decision to make, how often do we take it to God first? How often do we think, and seek God first above all else. He wants to be the alpha of your life. He wants to be the thing that you put first. When you have a decision to make, that we bring it to God in prayer and say, God, I need your guidance. I need your help. I need your strength. And then he wants to be your omega. When you've made that decision, when you've seen that situation through, we need to bring it to him in praise and say, thank you, God, for being with me. Thank you, God, that you've got me. Thank you that you're with me, that you know me. He wants to be the alpha and the omega of your life. And we so often sing, he is faithful. He is the alpha and the omega. He is through it all. He is faithful to each 
and every one of us. He hasn't failed and he won't stop now. 2 Timothy 2.13 says this, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Even when we don't feel like it, he is faithful to us. He was there before and he is there after. He is faithful to us. Do you know who my dad is? God knows you. He's with you and he's got you. God is our heavenly father. He is there at the beginning and the end. And tonight he wants you to know that he knows you. Flaws and all, all the things that you try to hide, he knows it. And yet still wants a relationship with you. He knows you tonight. He is Alpha and Omega. He is with us tonight. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for you, he is with you. Whether you feel comfort or discomfort because of that fact, he is with you. You might feel comforted because you know that whatever you face, God is with you. But you might feel discomforted at the fact that no matter what we do, no matter how far away from God we try and get, no matter what actions we do, he is with us. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And he wants you to know tonight, he's got you. He said to his people when they were asking for deliverance, I'm the beginning and the end. I was there before this situation happened, and I'll outlast this situation. I have got you. And as the worship team come up, you can have him in your corner tonight. Young people say, do you know who my dad is? They say that because they know that they have their dad in their corner. They know that they can use God, his resources, they can use his power, and we can do that with God. And if you don't know him tonight, you can have him in your corner. You can have the Alpha and the Omega in your life tonight. God, who was before all things, wanted a relationship with you even before you were a thought, even before you were formed, even before your parents and your grandparents and great-grandparents. He knew you before you were formed. He sent his son Jesus to die for you on a cross because sin got in the way of us and God. So he had to send his son Jesus to get rid of the sin in our lives. And like every Sunday night, we have our overflow room. And our overflow room is for those people that have sort of, what does this mean tonight? He, he keeps saying he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. But what does that mean for me? Maybe you think, actually, I want to have that in my life. I want to have God who is there with me at all times. He knows me and he's got me. I want to have that in my life. So our overflow room is for people that just want to know, how can I give my life to Jesus? Or who is Jesus? How can I live my life like a Christian? How can I be a Christian? How can I have him in my life? Or maybe you have some questions about who God is or you need some prayer. It's just out the main doors and to the left. They'll say overflow on the door and we'll not ask any invasive questions we'll just ask do you want prayer tonight do you want any questions answered and it's as simple as that because God wants a relationship with you you might really want to have a relationship with him because you think actually I want him in my life the alpha and the mega the beginning and the end he knows me he's with me he's got me I want that and that passion that you might feel like, yes, I really want God. Just imagine how passionate he is about us. Tells us that there's a, a party in heaven when even one comes to relationship with Jesus. He is excited about this tonight. He wants to know you 
tonight. So at the start of this year, 2020, he is with us now. He'll be with us at the end and he'll be with us the whole way through. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And I want to say just one more time, if you are in a situation and you're asking God, God, when is this going to end? He wants to remind you, I was there before it. I'm there in it and I'll be there after it. He wants to remind you, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Thank you that you know us. Thank you that you know everything about us, yet you still choose to love us. Lord, thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you want to spend time with us. Thank you, Lord, that even though we try and run away from you, that you still pursue us, that you love us. Lord, thank you that you've got this. Lord, thank you that you are powerful. Lord, thank you that you fight our battles. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that if there's anyone here tonight that wants to know you, Lord, we pray that you give them the courage, Lord, to just stand and say, I need Jesus in my life. I thank you that God sent his son Jesus to die for me and to get rid of my sin problem in my life. Lord, we pray if anyone's going through situations, we pray, Lord, that you remind them that you're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Lord, help us to remember that we have you on our side. Help us to remember the resources that you bring to us. Lord, the strength, the grace, the love, the mercy that we have in our corner. Help us to live each and every day knowing that fact, that we know who our heavenly Father is, that we know that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Lord, thank you that you're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end the first and the last. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.